0: the beards of blue ridge episode 32
1: (laughs) tried forever to get the recording going here so the podcast does on up in kentucky the way they do it they just start recording even in your just casual conversation when you, you don't even know they're started you're just talking and then they go and cut like that's how it's pretty cool how they do it we don't put plants into the ground. No, not on our free, I uh, free app a platform. We could not, yeah. we could not yeah. make any mistakes because we don't cut anything. They would like make a mistake or say something they wanted to cut out and be like, oh don't worry about it, we'll take it out. Oh yeah. yeah. Work smarter, not harder.
2: He just like well, he can chop it a little bit and then I put can, some music over it.
0: I can edit stuff on here, but again, the free the free platform that we use <laughs> makes it really uh it's like when you get an so basically, you get it, and they're like, "Oh, if you want the editing to be easier, you just got to get the exclusive app and pay this much."
1: Like, I see what I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. I, you did there. <laughs> I would do the same thing, but yeah. So we we kind of uh, unofficially, maybe officially, added a fourth member to the bearded team that's right and in the picture we're not going to probably change the picture but you're you're like a, um, you're like an Wait. ant man you're really small and nobody can see you like in one of our pockets you can't that's just, what we'll tell
3: can't people. just do one of those like goofy i'll just kind of like come in from behind we've like, taken a like shot of
1: you and like somehow crop you in crop it, it in, and that'd be awesome i'd be honored
3: to be cropped
0: in your photo yeah we should Actually, we, we should we should Put his head on a little baby, and Marcos could be holding him. <laughs> <laughs> that. Would be awesome.
1: Or I could put him in a front carrier. Yeah, Let's do that yeah. Yes. I think I still have the original because the way that picture came about, we took it, but then the, the how it came out like that was purely accidental. Yeah, and I saved it. I was like, Oh, that looks pretty cool, so I mm-hmm. saved it. So I can try to figure out if I can crop him in. As that a baby. would
2: be
0: that would
1: be yeah. good.
2: It was a slimming picture for me. I liked it.
3: You know. <laughs> well were we gonna fight to the death today or did you have a different direction that you wanted me to go? Fight to the we death. We should fight Marcos
0: for not showing up last time. Yeah.
3: I was way At behind on, on work. Way like yeah.
0: way We were all we all and had then, stuff to do. We are and it was causing around. me to not be in a great
2: space. I would have brought everybody down. I would have been the the the
1: the anchor. The negative energy. The negative energy. You guys didn't need you're better than that, you know. Why, what are you saying though? Like, are you saying based on the workload you have, you you rate your happiness of life and self? I, I did. I did that. Uh, that your worth. Your did. worth I mean,
0: doesn't come from your from your performance. Well, mm-hmm.
2: I had expectations. I like you pointed out. out? Not, not enough. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> not, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I had expectations that we were going to be at this one place. We were not there, and then it kind of sent me in a in a mini trauma loop. It makes sense, you know what I mean. And then I just spiraled. It took me like a day or two to recover.
1: Yeah, you I, towards the end of the day, you seemed to be coming back. Well, you were making me laugh so. during half of it, so you you. that helped. I don't think we can take some of that too serious. Yeah, yeah. I've done that for years. I, It took me a long time to come out of the, the, my only worth came from the the success of Blue Ridge, you know what I mean, in my day, and the AMA rates, or whatever, so it was a direct reflection on me, how uh, Graham showed up, or how Brian showed up, how you showed up, you know what I mean, and it it wore me down over the years, because in your, then you get in the mindset of none of you are good enough, let me do it myself, and then you're yeah. here from 6 a.m. to, you know, <laughs> yeah. 10 yeah. p.m. at least, and, and it just, over time, it exhausts you, then it, it cuts the legs out from under anybody else growing, you know, Yeah. and it's, it's taken me a long time to get to that space where it's now going into, like the meditations I currently do aren't aren't about manifesting a thing as much as they are manifesting who I'm gonna be that day. You know what I mean? Instead I'm right. focused more on energy, patience, and kindness. You know what I mean? And kind of keeping those three things at the core of what I'm looking at today. It doesn't mean I have to be successful. It doesn't mean you have to be successful. It it means for me that, that daughter of my understanding is gonna fill me with some kind of energy that's gonna have impact on other people, allow me to be patient, and allow me to be kind, you know, and yeah. every, all the other chips will fall where they're supposed to fall, whatever that kind of looks like. Now, I'm not perfect at that, I'm, I'm sure. Some of the staff in the last probably five days would tell you, yeah, well, yeah, I remember the other day, you know? but my heart, I can from it, from a different space, for sure.
3: That's cool. Isn't it (laughs) interesting how we often kind of, you know, find that validation in other sources, whether it's work or job or bank account or relationship, whatever the case may be, and we kind of attach ourselves to that a little bit. I was thinking a lot about that concept of humility this weekend and what what that really means and what that really entails, and it's just that, you know, acceptance of, as you talk about Tolle a lot, and I love that guy and The Power of Now really, was one of the most important books I've ever read for me in my development but really accepting myself and my surroundings and my life and everything exactly the way that it is and that being you know real humility and where is my validation where is my source like where is what I get myself from you know every day and if I'm getting it from any external source I'm always going to be let down somehow some way whether it be my job performance or in a relationship or whatever the case may be it'll never It'll never live up to to this false expectation that I have, because I'll always be trying to make it be something that it's not. Like in the future, like Ty was talking about last week, rather than just right. accepting it. You know what it is now, and why that's so difficult for for some of us sometimes to just kind of accept the situation, or accept the present moment, or accept ourselves, and accept everything exactly as it is. You know, it's funny the. Uh, the, the self-loathing like alcoholic or, or addict or somebody like that, it's, 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 a, it's a funny kind of a conundrum because what we essentially do is we play God in that moment, like I'm being judge. But like, if I'm thinking so less of myself, why would I put myself on that pedestal anyway to be God, to be the judge? Mm-hmm, right. Anyway, so why do, I, you know, why do I do that? When I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to be, doing what I'm supposed to be, and of course that's good enough or I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. And it's just something I, I was kind of pondering. When, uh,
1: Wayne Dyer, I, he, he put it this way, which made, like it hit me, because it's like I, it, I, like a lot of listeners may, if we have a lot, but it, whoever's listening, they may be like, oh, I hear what you're saying, but it's hard to, to actually get there. Well, Wayne Dyer said, don't expect from the world what the world can't give you. Mm-hmm. you know and I started looking at that and the, the reality of it is the world can't give me what I seek only I can give me what mm-hmm. I seek you know and, and when I kind of connected those dots it started making more sense like all the things we chase externally it, it, you can get it and, and then it's going mm-hmm. to be something else and then it's going to be something else and which is good I mean success externally is you know I think a part of life and something but I can't my spiritual fitness can't rely on that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. then that'd be just like another addiction, right, like it's always
2: this thing outside of me is gonna make me whole or make me better or make me feel a certain way, and then I get if I do get it, it's never enough soon after that, right, like, because then I need like I remember, every time I've said I needed more money, and then I get whatever the money amount was, and I'm like, "Man, this sucks. Why <laughs> is, I, can't, I can't function off this. I yeah, can't right. make it." You
1: know? Well, that's got that old saying: is, is as you make more money, life gets more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. and it, he even goes on to say this: uh, to believe what you, to believe you need what you don't have, is insanity. So it's say like that one more time to believe you need what you don't have is insanity. Mm. You know because we we always say insanity is yeah, doing yeah. the same thing over and over expecting mm-hmm. a different result. But when he said that I was like holy crap because I mean you wake up every day thinking you need oh, yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. I need this, I need that, I need <coughs> you know. and that that's true. It's, it keeps us on the hamster wheel of of I think non-spiritual living, if you will. And I mm. don't get it wrong. I've I've had to experiment this to death. You know what I mean. I need yeah. this new surfboard. I need that. You know. Well, my it's perfect for my boat. You know what I mean. It matches. <laughs> it does that. I need yes, that. I need it. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at is looking at that like true self acceptance of like, hey, how do I go internal every day and not not get all wound up about my external responsibilities, you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff, how do I go internal and say, hey the, because I get that way with, with working out too, like I get super selfish. Mm-hmm. I'll get mad at y'all, work, whatever it is, and I can't get out of here to get home and work out at the time I said, and then I get home, and then I gotta deal with, you know, and I get in my head, and, and here in the last week, I'd like to say it's more my my peace and contentment versus any sort of laziness, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) But, because I I don't go home and not do anything, uh, but it's one of those, I've got to a space where uh, I'm okay, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't need all the external things to be right in my world for me to be right in my world, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. It does, and I think that's the...
2: that's the goal at least my goal you know to try to to try to be okay with wherever I'm at a lot of what I've tried to at a mentor of mine he would always say pray for the the what not the how where my mind always gets caught up in I I get caught up in this thing that's gonna make me feel a certain way Mm -hmm. which I know which it never does and then here's the how like I start telling God here's what how I need to get there and the time frame (laughs) for which it should happen, and then I get mad when God doesn't, or if I do get it, then it's not enough, and we're, like you said, I'm back on the
1: hamster wheel of life, you know. Well, I think that's, that is naturally, we drift in and out of consciousness, you know what I mean? Because it's like, if you were were told, Marcos, you only get X amount of breaths Mm. in your entire life, and then you're dead. You know, what I mean, how aware would you be of each breath that you take? Oh yeah, very. You yeah. know, what I'm saying, yeah. it's like the consciousness of that would be so different than the way we function yeah. now. Yeah,
2: I just had, but not not for me personally, but a family member of mine had met, it's got medical stuff going on now. But the doctors were like, they're like, yeah, you should have been dead. They're telling that family member, right? right? So they're very in touch with. Uh, the sort of fragility of it all you know what I mean but they didn't even know any of that was happening like they just accidentally went in for MRI and got checked out and then the doctor's like hey by the way you know (laughs) you should be dead you should be dead and you can't move and you're going to stay here here's you know here's the medical protocol so they're kind of getting but it brings all that up in me from just watching it like how kind of like all the stuff I get afraid about or get caught up in it's like you know, you're saying like, is five years from now, am I, am I going to remember the 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 charting the folder fiasco right. that I was feeling Monday? You know what right. I mean? Is that is that going to stick out in the the big scheme of my life? Probably well, not.
1: And you what know. I want people to know too is, I'm not saying I don't think Brian said either when we talk about judgment that it's okay to just not be responsible and be like yeah. oh well that's yeah. a, it'll okay you know? it'll be okay yeah. <laughs> i
2: say that so we can't use this right, against you later I,
1: right <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, I think there's a level of this balance of being able to say you know here here's what my responsibilities are and if if i show up and i give what i can give that day and in that moment to those responsibilities then i can be at peace with myself and accept myself versus if I don't really try, because really, if most people tried their best, they, they'd live a whole different life, for you sure. Know what I mean, and I, and I think that's where you can't. I, I love a guy. I forget his name, but he'd always say, um, you know, he was, he broke it down in the sense of saying, don't be okay with where you're at you know be okay with who you are but don't be okay with where you can constantly pivot move grow you know meditation is is more or less the definition is to know thyself you know what i mean and it's like a constant uh uh, knowing thyself every day it could be different right if that makes sense i think the best
3: way i ever i heard it put in that sense the way that you were talking about was i'm no longer in the results business anymore Right. So show up and, and chop wood, carry mm-hmm. water, those are my responsibilities today. So I throw everything I've got behind every day to do the best that I can, to be the best employee, to be the best boyfriend, the best son, the best whatever, the best man that I can be. But the results of that is, is no longer something that I am trying to control. Yeah. If I'm doing what I'm right. hoping to do and wanting to do, I don't always do that perfectly, of course, but that's, that's the goal in mind right there, is show up, chop wood, carry water, and I'm not in the results business anymore.
0: Chop wood. I like that. Yeah. I like what you were saying too, because I've I've been in a season of. And I'm trying to figure out how, like it's like everything we talked about. How do you, how do you, keep perspective of what, what is like top priority, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, for me, because I've faced obviously some different losses and stuff, like actual relational losses with death and things like that. So, when that happens for me, it shoots me into this season of of really clearly putting in perspective of like what's priority number one what's two what's you know this kind of thing um when those seasons come like they're really good for me now it doesn't again like you said that doesn't mean like well okay this is priority number three so I'm not going to focus on that no you do but it doesn't control like your inner being and emotions and things like that it just it puts everything in perspective but then again me being performance usually three will at some point, we'll then slowly creep back to number one, and trying to figure out how to keep keep those things in. Oh yeah, in for sure. You know what I mean? It's easy oh, yeah. to have a death and be like, life, family, relationship yeah. with God is good, and you know, yeah. this is back here. But then that can slowly, over time, if you're not careful, yeah. they, they'll they'll flip flop again. You know. An yeah. hour later, I'll think of my mortgage and go. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, then the question is, why? Why do you think that is? I don't know.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's the question I'm posing. Is
1: well, yeah, I'll tell you why. Because you're programmed. Mm-hmm. You're a computer program that literally is programmed to think that way due to whatever you've experienced up until this point, mm-hmm. and going into the subconscious and reprogramming that. Uh, that's that's the part of stuff like I told y'all before we started I'm getting into some wonky deep stuff that probably isn't appropriate to talk about yet on because I haven't made sense but I'm starting to truly believe in an unconscious state I can reprogram my own mind you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a form of hypnosis Mm -hmm. if you will Uh, but but I've even noticed perspective shifts belief system shifts that I've carried for you know 30 years did vanish. Yeah. And, and one thing happens and I'm like, oh, I'm cool with water, you know, yeah. Do, yeah. and it's like, how did that happen? And the only thing I can connect, connect it back to is, I, you stop running on autopilot and resorting back to, because if your body is the brain, mm-hmm. like they say, we get to this space where your feeling determines the thought, it's no mm-hmm. longer you know, your thought is that your brain is in control with your body. So you have a feeling of anxiety, You then your brain then tells you, hey, there's a threat yeah. somewhere, and now you're on that hamster wheel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus if you could go in, um, you know, and, and Wayne Dyer said you change the way you feel, you change your destiny. Yeah. Yep. So it's like the, to do that, I have to go in on a subconscious level and reprogram the computer program that I had, had installed. Mm-hmm. Is the only way to do it yeah Uh, so you have to go back and look at all that stuff and and again i don't have clear-cut techniques Mm -hmm. on here's what you do because i don't know yet i know i'm practicing what they i'm learning and how they're teaching me And, and a lot of it is the same it's the same i listen to this one thing over and over and over every single night it's 11 minutes long uh wayne dyer talks for about three and then it's a meditate like a yeah. repetitive thing he says over and over for the next Hey, and i don't ever make it to the end like i'm out like Hitting it takes it. me to the space where he talks about you can reprogram the entire way you think you know
0: and i i like that too because i like the way you put it is because that's how i personally look at stuff and kind of believe things as you talked about the computer program this being installed so like certain ways that i'll think or belief systems or certain things i when I start looking at them, I kinda look back and ask myself, all right, well when did I where did I, where did I learn to start doing this? When did I start doing this? Because this is not something that I feel like naturally like I at some point in my life I learned like this is a good way to operate because this helps and then it just like you said became autopilot. So I try to search back to the initial like origin or point of like when did when did I start doing this? When did I learn to do this? What what caused Well, you don't this, even need to. Just, you just know, know you need to change it. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, we look for the why too much. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, you, get, you can get caught up in it. It's funny. I, talk, I talked this week at, at church, too, and we were talking about running from God and running from emotions, you know what I mean? And the pastor asked me, he's like, hey, you know, if, when someone says, like, hey, how did I get here? What happened? And it's funny, because that was my response to, like, families and interventions. Was, how do we get here? I said, it doesn't matter. You know right. I mean, we're in this, we're here, this is what's happening, let's focus on that, we'll focus on the why
3: later, or maybe we won't even focus on the why later, you know? So we develop, so like Tole talks about that, the mind, basically all it does is it's, it's, it's sweeping for trouble, it's sweeping for problems, for threats, like Todd was talking about, so it's constantly on guard, it's constantly in that state of like fear, anxiety, like I, I have to protect myself against this, but in reality, I really don't. I don't need to protect myself against anything, I'm fine, I always have been fine. Like he says, the mind, You know, I don't, Marcos doesn't, you guys don't want to do a crossword puzzle or build a nuclear bomb, but the mind wants to do that because it's always trying to challenge itself. It's always trying to create a problem and then solve the problem. That's basically the source of all of our misery and stress and worry and dread and phobia and all these kinds of things. So the idea is to kind of take a step back from that, realize I'm not my mind. You know, I'm not ultimately deep down really what that thought process really is. Yeah, I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my thoughts They're just thoughts. Yeah, Yeah. disidentify with those. And um, you know, and that's when I can get down, like we talked about the power of the 12 steps last week and, and kind of what that does is that it's a flip in that perception, it, that spiritual awakening, that spiritual experience is a flip in the perception because everything that I feel and then the way that I act and behave is based on my inward perceptions, the perception that I have of myself, of you, of the world and everything around me and it's so flawed for somebody like me. But I have these thought patterns and these behavioral traits and coping mechanisms that developed even when I was young. And as I go forward, and they're entirely unhealthy, and they're entirely unnecessary, ultimately. But that's how the mind has been conditioned, like Todd said, yeah. has been programmed. That ego has been programmed. So what the steps have done for me, stuff like you know Todd was talking about, the outside sources have done for me, is to kind of shift completely 180, those in, inward perceptions, to where I'm no longer looking at life as this, perceived threat and like there's all these problems and I got to solve all these problems uh, it's different it, it completely shifts that to the point where now I can have some love some self-love some love for you some love for the world and I realize that this world is actually a beautiful and loving place my feelings about everything changes my actions and behaviors change after that but it's that ego reduction because you know how do we get there why does that happen it just, it reconstructs, no matter how many times we, we've diminished it a little bit, it reconstructs, and that's why, you know, for me, somebody like me, I constantly go back through the steps and constantly read these books and do these meditations and things like that, to keep that, to keep disidentifying from what I think that I am that I'm not, that I'm not actually, if that makes any sense.
1: Well, yeah, it's like I was talking about one day, we were in there working with somebody that had super bad anxiety. Yeah, they went home every day, and they would watch Snapped and Murder, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's programmed. Yeah. And at some point, you, it's an unconscious, like you have zero control until you become aware that the program's running. And then you have to, to be willing to say, I, like fear, for example. Uh, most people, it sounds insane, but most people walk around that are terrified most of the time or have a ton of anxiety. They're choosing that program to run you know, at some point they yeah. made that choice to run the program. Now they're in the subconscious, it's just on autopilot, running, running. Yeah. And to to walk in and say, You don't have to live that way anymore, they cannot even comprehend that because yeah. yeah. their program won't allow that this is the way it's always been. You know? Yeah. And then when you try they have the question of why am I like this? You know, and I've asked that question, and the only answer I ever got back from God was because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that, there's no... <laughs> I'm not going to explain it. Now are you willing to work on it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You've had an experience, and I want you to reprogram have a different experience, reprogram have a different experience, reprogram have... It's like that HP. That computer will be obsolete in a year. You know what I mean? Because there's a different program on it. Yeah. It's the same way we have to function is hey, we have a core set of, I think, values and rules in our life, like that computer, the way it operates, but the programming itself has to be different constantly. Yeah. You know? I like that metaphor.
2: Like, if you think back, like, I remember the computers that came out when I was a kid. Like, it was the floppy disk. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we get, like, like, Oregon Trail was, like, this high tech, and yeah. before that, Atari was like, man, if you could play Atari. Right. But if you ever played Atari now, compared to the consoles, it's like, like I like the nostalgia of it for like five minutes, but then you're like, "This is horrible." This sucks. Yeah, yeah, this is boring. Now it's virtual. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I was thinking like a lot of, you know, I'll still run like Atari-based programming. You know, you know what I mean. And when really it needs to be, you know, virtual mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. Well, we
1: and we come and We go. Things. We go back to the materialistic world of mm-hmm. self acceptance stems around upgrading my life externally. Mm-hmm. I need the newest cell phone. And it, like for me, it's been—I was the guy that every time a new phone came out, I bought it, right? So I made a conscious—still this, this day, this phone is fairly old, and I refuse to what upgrade it. What is it? I don't even. I've know. got you all V. I I got an iPhone seven. I got a seven. No, I got, <laughs> I got a seven, 7 right beat. here. And uh may, a coworker you, gave you, it you, to me because he felt bad. Because did, did, did you <laughs> care about that stuff to begin with? You know? uh, see, that was me. As I cared deeply about all this electronic stuff, like I want the best of all these things. Yeah. So I was constantly upgrading. I'll be know. honest. I didn't I care. Used it wasn't to, a big I grunt. used to. I
0: used to, but my priorities <laughs> my priorities shifted.
1: Right, and see, that's what I'm talking about is yeah. reprogramming. And and if you can upgrade your phone, why can't you upgrade yourself? Yeah. You know, and that's the the thing for me. That I guess the space I'm in in life right now is. I, you know all of what I know has gotten me to this point it's not going to get me a whole lot farther without Further, adding yeah. to it you know what I mean it's that What's the phrase in AA? The the spiritual food you ate last week isn't going to give you the spiritual experience tomorrow. Or right? Like that. Yeah, can't can't yeah. live off yesterday's. Yeah, I, I heard, heard you. Can't get high off yesterday's stash.
3: Yeah, that too. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, <laughs> that's <laughs> a, <laughs> it depends on it because it's gone. That's if why. why it's if, gone. I that's right. a,
1: if I push a crack pipe back, <laughs> <a> computer, <laughs> I guarantee
2: it So, other than some of the crack addicts, but for everybody else, it'll it'll be relatively appropriate. No offense to any that people just, in recovery. You from literally
1: crack. just gave me a sick shot wonder, of I wonder if the alcoholics could pee and then drink their pee, filter it somehow, and drink it again. And I'm get sure, drunk. Bear girls
3: yeah. could tell you he drinks his pee. I was a pretty it's severe alcoholic. I never attempted that. I know, but <laughs> yeah. just as an addict, alcohol makes me think. It's
1: like, I wonder if you could pull that off. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> sort of
2: right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you said, that's a different podcast. Right <laughs> but, <laughs> but I accept yeah. the thought. I accept yeah. it. It came. I'll okay. it. i there. it
1: out. There. Yeah. It's okay. Kicked it around. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I really like the metaphor of the, the. For me, I just think about I still run off like these Atari based programs when I really need s- something real modern, you know? Right. And I think the only way I get that is through some sort of uh, mindfulness practice, which I think comes by like all kinds of stuff: meetings, prayer, meditation. Well,
0: I've been the thing that's helped me too is in a lot of. Uh, I have a lot of different thoughts or programs running, like we've been talking about, and we kind of joked about before we started that four-seven-eight breathing. I've been doing oh, yeah. it recently, and it'll. I'll have things that I'm stressed about or anxious about, or you know, thoughts that perceived fears that are actually going on and I'll do that breathing for a while and kind of get calmed down and it just it's just gone you know for for me it's helped a lot it's just it's not there anymore like I'm in a much better headspace and I know there's a lot of uh and I'll screw it up and basically what does it do it throws you from your frontal
3: lobe like back here or something like that and just takes all that stuff away so That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, and I heard because somebody told me once that I think the seals use that to help them sleep in combat, Mm -hmm. and I just use it to kind of relieve anxiety. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) 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 But it's that works too, and whatever works, you know. But I I like the the perception flip. You know, we've been talking about the the acceptance of wherever we're at, the different seasons, the different thoughts that we have. Like I'm I'm in a, a season now of uncomfortability. Um, going back through the steps with, with my sponsor and really diving into it on a much deeper level and I've got, I mean we're just started on first step assignments and I've got six pages written down, I'm not even halfway through <laughs> some of that, it's just it's really in depth, but it's it's necessary and I used to go through seasons like this and really condemn myself or beat myself up or, or just judge the situation or whatever it is that I'm going through this uncomfortability, but it just is what it is and I've actually realized that that uncomfortability can be used to benefit me, it means okay. I need to change. I'm ready yeah. to grow. I need to grow out of whatever I'm I'm at now or where I'm at now. It's time to it's time to keep going. And I'm excited about that opportunity
1: uh, today, no matter how uncomfortable you know how uncomfortable it is. Mm-hmm. Well, and then when you get <clears throat> you get the responsibility of you know a, a girlfriend, a spouse, a significant other, a boyfriend, whatever it is, then you start to like. For me, I start looking as like, hey, you know where do I want my wife to to be as she grows, my kids, like I don't, I don't want them to see a guy that's unwilling to to go beyond what he currently is, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, and not external achievements. Again, it's, it's, uh, you know, this internal thing that's a constant, how do I seek to change? And like my daughter's at wakeboard camp right now, and it's, you know, she she has these fears, she'll talk about these, like, oh, I'm afraid of, you know, all that. And we'll have the conversations about it and how do you get to a space where, you know, fear is a natural thing you have. What can you override that with? Well, your experience. Your experience up to this point, have you always been fine? Mm-hmm. Like, you've done it uh you've achieved it, whatever you sell. So let's keep that in mind and like she while we were done, she FaceTime me and I text her to see if she's like, No, I got my jump start off the dock, you know, so that was like a huge fear for her is to try to you hold the right. rope. And when it takes up and jump in the air and mm-hmm. land and it's like seeing those that's that's what fuels my constant growth of like self acceptance and like how how can I get better as a person so my kids get better as people, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the one thing, when we pray overnight, the one, the end to all of it, because you, know, you say the word love, and I think a lot of people don't really understand that, like I didn't yeah. until kind of probably fairly recently of what the true meaning of it is, you know, is nailing it down to God, and God is love, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, so if I want to love, then I have to behave like God, mm-hmm. you know? and those kind of mentalities, which is a whole different conversation, but I always say, uh, you know, in in the end of our prayer, let us be kind to everybody we meet, because kindness, they can attach that to a behavior, you know, and and I think it's so cool to watch that come to life, you know what I mean, with their daily life and the way they behave, and you know, there's this other little girl that comes to our house, and Anna was telling me, she's like, yesterday I came running down, because she was, just talking nasty as she could, and I thought it was to Charlie, and I was going to let her know that's not—you cannot speak to people in our home like that, and you're going to have to to leave and all that. Well, she's talking to her dad on oh, FaceTime, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was like I was sitting there. She told me the story. It's like, man, thank God my kids don't—they don't live that life. You know what I mean? They, it's not that because I've not put any fear in them to say you can't talk this, but they're just, I've put a, i put ai think a program of kindness in them to to where they run that program of hey, this is what we're supposed to be, you know. Even when people are (laughs) mean to us, we're supposed to be kind back, Mm -hmm. you know, or get out of the situation, so it's, now, their mom tells them the opposite. It's like, at school, if somebody's mean to you, you can leave mean back. You know, if they hit you, you're like, wait, that's usually the, the dad. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, that's not how you operate. But
0: again, you're able to have that perspective with them because initially you're looking internally at yourself. Right. right.
1: Yes. That's the only way. Exactly. You know, because if I don't do that, then i'm what i'm doing is is giving them advice mm-hmm. and like my tattoo says your children are not going to remember your advice they're going to remember your example exactly mm-hmm. you know so it's like and i can't fully live kindness if i'm not kindness mm-hmm. you know and it's yeah. like i can't i can't give you love if i'm not love itself yeah. you know so and i can't be i can't behave as, as if i'm god if i'm, I'm not god internally yeah. You know, it's like God God is everything or God is nothing. Yeah. That would mean that God is me, God is you, God is you. Uh, and we all have the capability to behave that way, it's in yeah. us. It's do we just make the effort to tap into that? Yeah. Cause that's a place that was buried pretty deep down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it, it's taken years, 17 years for me to get to where I'm at with some of the belief systems and like perceptions like Brian's talking about of shifting. Because yeah. um, I may not talk about them to you guys, and I may, you may say something in my head, and say, well, that's blah, 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 you know, about a belief system, but I don't have that anymore. Literally, mm-hmm. you could bring up, politi- I don't care what it is, and I have no agenda, like it's not there anymore, you yeah. know? It's just, it's just I am, it's cool. That is cool. I am,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. God, I am, yeah. you know? It's that complete open-mindedness right. that, that we talk about, that humility, that that acceptance. And. That love being the one thing if we really are that, if God really is that, being the one thing that can never be destroyed. And it's the perfect I've heard somebody talking about this, it's the perfect law of liberty because it's the one thing that I, I possess that you you cannot take away from me no matter what. So in any given situation like you're talking about, you can come at me with all kinds of fear and hatred and rage and, and whatever you can. If I keep that love within me, it cannot be destroyed. You know, it's like that, you know, I think it was last year there was that that gentleman who he was um he was in court and this woman cop had, had broken into his brother's apartment and shot him. Thinking, you know? She said she thought it was his apartment or her right, apartment yeah, or something right. like that. And then he was in court and he was talking to me. He said, I just want you to find God. I'm not up here to condemn you or do anything like that. Everybody else has already done that. I love you. And he was in tears. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, to be able to sit there, she just took his brother and say, I love you. And all I want for you, I don't even want you to go to jail. I don't want you to go to prison. I don't want any of those things for you. I just want you to find love. Because if you find love, then you're not going to be breaking into people's apartments and shooting them dead. Yeah. You know, it's the most important thing in the world. And I try to approach that every with everything that I do. If I try to, like Todd said, if I try to approach that from a loving perspective, bring God's will into all my activities yeah. and everything about my life, if I bring love into it, that's the best that I can do, to be, like it says at the end of the doctor's opinion, to be as fine a specimen of man who is one you wish to meet. And that's why would I don't want to be anything less than that.
1: Well, and the cool part is you can still, like, because I don't want staff to, or people listening to hear that you are passive, you know what I mean? And like a doormat and all that. Like, right. I still hold high standards for staff, but I can do it in a loving mm-hmm. way. Um, but it's a blanket, like, hey, this is what we're gonna stand for. And I, I love you, but th- these are the standards, you yeah. know. So I, it's not that you have to be love in such a way that you're passive in a doormat, you know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't think that's at least my God didn't behave that way. I, my God, it seems was very loving but direct. Direct. Well, oh, it's loving. like, well, yeah. it's like yeah. you
0: said before and i think we should we could do a whole other podcast on this is i think i think people and i've done i i fail at this too is don't fully understand what love truly is right you know cuz like you were saying it's just if you're ultimately loving and kind person all the time doesn't mean you're a doormat right, right. love can be very blunt and direct and straightforward you know what i mean and at, discipline at can be love t- exactly yeah, yeah. you know like I when I'm working with famous and like hey I need to I'm really good at this I'm really good at this kind of love but I'm really bad at tough love and I'm like what's there's really there's not two different kinds of love it's all the same thing right and getting them to understand like there's there's no difference Mm -hmm. you know um
3: so yeah what's a good way to put like boundaries enabling stuff like that because it's it's love if I you know if a loved one or a family is cutting somebody off who's just constantly being enabled all the time and that's they think, love. well, that's right, and that's perfectly love. They don't see it that way, or they have a hard time accepting it in that way. I suppose yeah. but it's still love. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. I Agree. That's awesome.
2: Maybe we should do that sometime love each other? Yeah. <laughs> no, have a whole podcast on the <laughs> yeah. I can see how you can mistake what i said, but I have been a whole podcast.
3: There's a short yeah. book by Henry Drummond that Dr. Bob used to give all his fonts. called The Greatest Thing in the World, and it's all about love, and I, I highly encourage anybody to read it. You know
1: who gave me that? Um, teak. Is that right? You know, he was yeah. here. Yeah. 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 It's a good one. It's not bad, it's low. Right, right. it's a little yeah. book. Yeah, it's my kind, kind of book. book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a
0: little thin book lots of
3: pictures <laughs> <laughs> No, there no. I, don't, I don't know if there's pictures but it's more like a,
1: a thick pamphlet is what it's like I like yeah. that too yeah. Yeah. quick
3: short and sweet to the point
0: is it on Audible?
1: I'm it's it. like a pocket book I don't, I don't <laughs> know that
2: I've ever heard of this book I like it yeah
0: well let's wrap up good stuff this week what should we leave the many listeners with the um,
2: well, I, I'm walking away with um, the metaphor for myself, just because I'm a I'm a what's fan. What's the of metaphor? metaphor?
0: metaphor well, me. about
2: the programming, but I, but I just because my my love for Atari when it first came out, mm-hmm. and how silly it is to what's available today, yeah. and so for me it's it kind of makes me laugh that I would choose to play Atari versus having a newer system. So I think by not taking care of myself spiritually right and, and mindfulness practices or using my higher power that I'm holding on to my Atari games rather than uh than opening up a whole world of right. you know what I could have, you know. A whole lot of fun. A lot more joy or a lot more uh, just joy out of life which would make life more enjoyable. Yeah.
1: Well, so like, that's what I'm Yeah, same thing I think people gotta be willing and, and remember to upgrade. You know what I mean? 'Cause it, there, for everything in the world, there's an opposite. It, it, it has to be. You mm-hmm. know, for the night, there's day, and so on and so on. For so, for anxiety, there has to be peace. It, it's out there, and I think a lot of people get in their mindset, uh, imprison themselves. It's like I said, the other day it's not the bars that keep the the, the lion caged. It's the space within the bars mm-hmm. it's inside our heads that we imprison ourselves and say no this is the hand I've been dealt and this is all there is that's that, always going to be that is not, it can't be because there's an opposite you yeah. know what I mean and that's just the way the world works is that there's an opposite to everything which took me this morning on a whole different down the road of like you know people that say there isn't God yeah. you know what I mean well if that was truly the case then we wouldn't even have the discussion that there wasn't a God yeah. because there right. wouldn't be an opposite to that. Yeah. You know, there's there's no, no reason to, you know. to discount yeah, yeah, or to even, it even... Yeah, because it, you're, it, there wouldn't be night without day. So you wouldn't even have that talk. because It wouldn't exist because there wouldn't be a gun in you know. Yeah. So um, I, I just think that listeners need to know that there is an opposite to whatever you're experiencing or going through that you don't like, and, and you can find the opposite of it. you just got to go in that hunt, and it's got to be internal. Nothing external is going to give you that.
0: Yep. I've never found an ex. I've never found an external fix for an internal problem. Never, never. Nothing sustainable. No. It Might feel good for a little bit, yep. but ultimately you're gonna come right back to playing Atari. Yep. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> and hopefully next week we'll have a picture of Brian on a baby, Marcos in <laughs> a carrier,
2: in a carrier. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, maybe long we'll long. each
0: have our own little really baby like that. that we're carrying with us. Yeah. So.
2: Uh baby with the beard. It's gonna, oh, it's good. All beard. Right. We're, gonna, we're gonna make that happen.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Catch you all next week.